Welcome back to AC. We've got a new episode for you. Yeah. Um, and we're talking a little bit kind of along the lines of one of our previous podcasts where we're talking about how rules do not seem to apply to certain people in our society. Uh-huh. Some people are hell-bent on being rule breakers, law breakers, not law-abiding citizens, whatever you want to call it. Left, you mean. What's that? The left, you mean. Well, maybe left. Maybe people on the right, too. I don't know. You'd have to be pretty extreme if you're on the right. Gosh, that's a pretty crazy uh, notion you're 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 preaching there, There's Riley. A, uh, the only the left people would behave in that sort of manner. I like that. That's very, very only, defiant. <laughs> There's only a few instances of right wing person going conservatives, and they go really nuts. That's possible. Yeah, that's a very true... The left wing guy might go shoot up a school or something. about the right wing terrorist will do more than that. They'll blow up a church or something. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see the stance of... What's that? Right. It'd be interesting to see the stance of people and their political views that have been involved in these shootings. But I think actually we're trying to become more specific here and direct in what we're talking about. And it's more of a mentality, not a party that we're trying to address. Indeed it is. And it's, you know, really the aspect of people... You know, just not wanting to... I mean, I see what you're trying to say. You're trying to bring into this idea of, like, hurting people. Like, people not feeling like there's anything wrong with committing murder to innocent people. Like, what happened at the Gorge Amphitheater uh, this last weekend at the rave party. No sure what happened. There's people killed in the campground area. Of the Gorge. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Is that like the first time ever? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because with that horrible news, I will not go back there. Yeah. And that's awful. It's just awful. Yeah, well, the music is just like having while the festival was going on in the amphitheater area. That's fucked up, man. 
And you think about, like, all the drugs that people are doing in the uh, area of the campground, like, it's not surprising that people would, like, uh, fucking maybe go crazy and start shooting people, though. Like, uh-huh. we're lucky, like, there hasn't been something more crazy that's happened in in the campground area. Yeah, I agree that area is just a free-for-all. It is, and that's why that kind of shit happened. But it goes back to the idea of kind of what we're talking about, that the rules do not apply, you know, like to certain people who don't believe that the rules apply to them, that they can go ahead and shoot people. They can go Actually, ahead and not use turn signals. They can talk on their phone while they drive. That makes me think people don't think they have it good enough in America. Wow, that's a provocative statement right there. Um, yeah, because and people have and see that's just the problem. People have it too good, and now go home. People have it too good. See what you have there. People have it too good, Riley. You're right, and that's why people <sighs> like are you know transitioning. Transitioning and after the words of the traveling outside the word sucks. But transitioning to American life. Well it's definitely a transitioning. people dictating how they see fit to live their lives uh-huh. <laughs> is what it really is I can yeah. kill people I can text on my phone I can uh, you know not use turn signals when I drive I can uh-huh. there's, there's plenty of examples of people that you can tell by the fruit their fruits that they are not they're not law-abiding. Yeah. So it's just, and that is a sign of what I believe. It's, it says that in the times of Noah, so shall it be in the times of the end. This was the same kind of mentality that the people had in the times of Noah. Oh. You know, I believe, like, it says that all their hearts were wicked. And, but this isn't really what we're even talking about. Today, actually, we're trying to use this as an example of this is what we were talking about earlier, and now we're trying to transition it into like the from the delusional reality, or no, Uh. it's it's the, the delusional reality as well as interconnected with this. This kind of behavior I think and that goes into the safe space idea that was pro I believe promoted by South Park it's a safe space that they were talking about where it's people don't want to be confronted with reality it's a symptom of the 
accentuated or something. Yeah. When they focus on that, but you can't you can't invade people's safe space. Uh-huh. In a culture and society where you can't invade people's delusion or reality safe space, where they're safe. Yeah, and like uh-huh. want to be able to break the rules at the same time in their delusional reality. Like, yeah. Kill people with a gun at a campground, or because that's part of it to them. Yeah, it's like this is my safe space. Fuck you, I'm gonna kill you, or I'm gonna keep getting high and driving a behind the wheel of a car and <laughs> kill a bunch I'm, of people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but I'm in my safe space. You know, it's like I, I'm okay. Like I'm high. It's all as long as I'm high. It's like I'm in my safe space and like. But then you're killing somebody, like in reality. Reality strikes. You know, like reality comes in, like, whoa. Like, my safe space, my delusional reality is not safe. <laughs> uh, I think it's that... because Why? Because you're living in a, you're a not, a, like you said, law-abiding citizen. And you're living in a delusional safe space reality on top of it. Lord, that's... All right, you should we do that? Well, I would venture to say that a lot of the accidents that happen are people that are living in a delusional reality, in a safe space kind of thing, reality, and that shit goes haywire. I think they were pushed there, though, by whatever. Factors? But whatever ending I'm there because they have no choice. Forced into a delusional reality or forced into... Yeah, if we can... people being forced into a delusional reality? Yeah, they're they all, they're all are. delusional reality? Because you got to remember, remember that your mind will just create... What's going on? And you'll assimilate to that. Yeah. But then the problem is when it collides with reality, which the delusional reality doesn't want to face. Because uh-huh. it wants to live in the... Blue Yeah, and like that there's no consequence to sin. There's no consequence in right or wrong. And like... And I feel like, I feel like if, if you don't have God, if you're not a Christian by, oh yeah, by the real meaning, what it is that you're not, you're selling yourself short. Well, you don't have a chance. No. Because the system is trying to promote everybody in their own delusional reality, and the delusional reality is all encompassed by the cell phone as well. The cell phone and, like, who you're, you know, it's all interconnected with it. I also think that there's something to be said about people that use these things in moderation to their normal life. And oh, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's fine. Yeah, that's that, like I said, I agree. Like there's uh, there's like a television can be used to mind control people, but it can also be used to like educate people as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I totally see what you're saying on that, and that's yeah. and that's fine. But I'm just saying that like I believe that technology encourages the safe space delusional reality, and then also. Because we have it so good, like you're talking about earlier, you know, in American society and culture and stuff, like how good is too good, you know, just like we already have it good enough, and it's just like that is also like breeding that uh-huh. as well. It's breeding that your own, like, your own God kind of reality, kind of, but delusional reality. So self-righteous narcissistic god delusional reality type thing but it's just like that's when that delusional reality like conflicts with reality itself mono lord what's that mono lord mono lord yeah that's a kind of a different word <laughs> it's a band oh it is yeah I thought that was a word you came up with I was like that kind of uh I would I, come up with something like that like it, but I didn't okay well last time you came up with the word inhesion remember that inhesion that was a cool word what was what was our definition uh I don't even remember dude it was just like it was uh um, yeah, I don't remember. A cool word. I just remember it was just a cool word that you came up with, and we ended up incorporating it into scoundrelous inhesion. Because <laughs> I created a word to scoundrelous, which was kind of like scandalous. And you created inhesion, and then so we like combined those two cool <laughs> words that we created during the podcast into the title of the nice. podcast itself. Nice. So Mono Lord sounds like uh sounds like a cool word you create, but unfortunately it's not. No. <laughs> Man that's okay. I don't love them because they don't have any good sense. <laughs> good sense. <laughs> They're a good band. They you don't feel any good sense in their music. Oh, like they're kind of dark, kind of? Yeah, just just worshippers and whatever. Yeah, hedons. <laughs> there man and kind of promoting kind of like that kind of chaotic message you know out there that is breeding the breeding the delusionals (laughs) it's like no rules is that they're devil worshippers and they're like promoting lawlessness 
Uh, Satan is like a rebel, and yeah. people that are of Satan like want to like be rebellious. You know, they want to do like. And little do these people know the devil has a hold on them. Uh, and can use them however he desires now. <laughs> Basically, what do you call it? What can't think Possession? No. Um, symbiotic? No. Um, someone. Un something? I can't think of it. <laughs> I think the words I described are kind of similar to what you're talking about, I think, maybe. Would you, you know, say? Symbiotic? No. Possessed? No. <laughs> maybe. I think it's more of a form of possession. Maybe that. Like giving yourself over to that, yeah. Maybe that's an okay parallel term. I think it is. Yeah, that's why I thought that, like, at least one of those, symbiotic or possession. I mean, symbiotic is pretty much the same thing as possession. Possession is a more action-based word that describes them being more controlled. Symbiotic is more that they're just like one with that. The devil. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I guess you could say, I don't know. But nevertheless, you know, we're that's like what's going on. We're in 2023, and all the futuristic movies of the past take place in the 2030s. <laughs> they say all the movies are are uh, mo- uh, already been done. There's they're just redoing movies that have been done. No, I'm saying. We're coming to a time when they advertise basically that it's gonna be winter. Everything will be way different. When? In the twenty thirties. Okay. And what was there? I don't know. This comes from same movies that take place in the 2030s and it's like a post-apocalyptic scenario. Well, movies probably are promoting a certain kind of future. That's the agenda of the movies is to come out and, like, pave the way for the future. You know, I guess maybe, I don't know. Promoting or describing what? What's the difference? Describing, promoting? It's the same thing. It's all talking about the same No, they're not. No, it is. Promoting is promoting what is being described. 
they're describing what's supposed to take place, apparently. They're describing what they're promoting and promoting what they're describing. Yeah. I think that's fair enough to say. When you really look at it, break it down. Makes sense. It's just... Kind of like the same thing we we're talking about with possession and symbiotic. <laughs> it's like both words apply to the same thing. And on that note, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he had carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. For with the wine which he drank, therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king was appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men? Who are of your age. Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the stewards, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you. And the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he contented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away the portion of the delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them to drink 
and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the ten days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten better times than all the other magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. That's Daniel chapter 1 in the Bible. What we're talking about here is we're talking about these four guys from Israel, Jews, who defied kind of the the king and his like decree kind of they were told to eat this certain kind of food but the things that they were eating I believe were like unclean according to Mosaic law and so these four Jews they said no we're not going to eat that kind of cuisine or diet uh -huh. and so they rebelled against it well I think there's there's all these things now to make you do different like there's a thing you can buy that you roll on your face, make you grow more facial hair. <laughs> That's funny. And there's just stuff like that thing. In my opinion, the devil wants to change you. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar in this scripture is trying to do to, like, all of these people. Like, this mass group of people. But these children of Israel, like, came out and said, like, no, we're not going to, like, follow all this kind of, all these fads. We're just going to, like, or this fad or... Hogwash. Hogwash, yeah. And all this stuff that like supposedly is going to make you like more beautiful or better or hogwash yeah dude it's just it's really all it yeah but these guys essentially like defied they defied and they like came out and you know were saying like oh like we're we're not going to do this and then they came out better than everybody else who was like <laughs> bought into the hogwash <laughs> yeah of course they would. Yeah, and so... Why would they do the right thing? If, 
long run. In the long run, doing the right thing is going to, yeah, pay dividends. It did this. Yeah, so, I mean, that's exactly what these four guys did, though, is why we're reading the scriptures, so, like, to let people know, like, don't follow the crowd, you know, like, break out of the mold, you know, that's what these guys did, and... And then we see later that, like, Daniel, he r rose to, like, one of the highest positions in government. You know what I mean? And, like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like, the three other guys, like, they went into the fiery furnace and were, like, God, like, delivered them. And why did he do that? Because, like, right off the bat, like, they took a stand at the very beginning when nobody else would. The king decreed this royal, like, diet upon all the young men or whatever, you know, like... <laughs> wise men and stuff and like these guys said nope we're not gonna do it <laughs> yeah and like they had to fight him and like they came out better and then like they went to the three of them went into the fiery furnace Daniel went into the lion's den and like he came out like didn't even get harmed by the lion either unscathed unscathed good word yeah and so like that's really that's really what it's about, dude, is, like, see, it's, like, you take a stand for the Lord, dude, and, like, he can deliver. He's been proven to deliver people, like, in times of trial for taking uh, a stand, like these guys did right off the bat. Have you back. Yeah. That's why I was, like, you just never know, dude. Like, but the thing is, is, like, these guys had a good attitude. Like, both Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like, right at the beginning, like, they had a good heart. They had a good intention. You know, like, that they were going to do what was right, you know, and, like, defy Babylon, defy the beast. This is, like, really because that's what Nebuchadnezzar was. Nebuchadnezzar, the one who, like, gave the decree to the people, you see, like, he was Babylon. He was literally Babylon. He was the king of Babylon, but he was also the beast. Like, the beast that we fight against now was Nebuchadnezzar back then. The beast has the, always existed. The beast of Babylon. The beast of Babylon. And it really goes back all the way to this time. You know, really where it's just like the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This was like the beginning of like the legacy of Israel establishes like, whoa, dude, like Israel's like has these great men of God, you know, like, yeah. like, and it's pretty cool. You know, and stuff. And this, but these are where the stories come from, you know, that, you know, the patriarchs of the Old Testament, you know. Uh, and it's like we're, like, looking at these guys and being like, yeah, dude, that's totally cool, you know. And we're just trying to say, like, this is what's, we're, like, trying to be like these guys in this time, you know. Yeah. That's, I feel like, the Anarchist Church of Christ ANC Anarchist Church of Christ uh, <laughs> is trying to do right now. We're like preaching the gospel right now in our church. The new gospel. Yeah. Well, we're a little bit traditional gospel, but our version of what to come. Yeah, that eschatological. Our eschatology is different, I believe, and that's what, it's the new gospel. It's the new eschatology that we're trying to promote. You know, I feel like is, you're right, you know, it's kind of new. Yeah. 
it's a new kind of different kind of approach. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like it's good, and... But it has the backbone of the scripture nonetheless. Yeah, and that's a good point, and that's what we're really trying to, you know, say is like our saving grace, so to speak, in our eschatology, you know, is that, you know, some of our scriptures are backed, you know, like, with with the word, you know, so it's just, can't really deny it, but, you know, it's like, we're just glad to be here, we're glad to be able to bring you a service of sorts, you know, like, through anarchist through technology, which is evil, but... Well, not necessarily evil, like we're talking about, you know, it's just... I think it can be used can. for evil. It can. Yeah, it can. But we're not. Just like a cell phone can be used to, like, prompt somebody's self-righteous narcissism as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that doesn't mean, like... Saying an emergency call through a cell phone is bad. Yeah. Yeah. True. Or something of that nature. That's not evil. That's true. So, we're just trying to, we're trying to align, and we're using the technology to promote the ANC, Anarchist Church of Christ, and we're bringing some new provocative ideas to prophetic ideas in the scriptures and it's going good you should take heed yeah because I think we're on to something here <laughs> but really what I'm seeing also is like through this is that Babylon has a royal food Going back to the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A literal food. It has a, uh, it has a royal food, so to speak. I think it's fast food. Because when it says about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego here in the scripture, is that everybody else that did not do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, their appearance, they were like, some translations say that they looked fat. You know what I mean? Like, they got then fat the- off of it. But Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's appearance was skinny, like healthy, and like had a better countenance. Ten times it says, ten times better than everybody else who continued to eat the king's royal food and not do what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel did. I think there's something to be said about us being skinny guys, because... Most people you talk to are overweight. True. Say they don't know how it And I don't know how much skinny guys are. Well, I think some of it has to do with DNA, metabolism, stuff of that nature. But I also think that this royal food idea could pertain to fast food in modern day form. And that people are getting fat off of, like, eating the royal food, so to speak, of Babylon, of uh, the beast, which is, like, we see is like, all over the world. These fast food chains that eat 
that people eat, you know, which are... Beast food. Beast food, dude. It's like there's beast mode, beast food. It really is, though. It's beast food. It's like Nebuchadnezzar's decree that, like, all people should eat fast food because it's like Nebuchadnezzar's decree is that, like, everybody should just be working, 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 like, slaving to the grind to try to pay Caesar, pay the beast, you know, like, in taxes, and then, like... What do you do when you have to eat? You go to the royal food, fast food. You eat the fast food, and then you, like, your countenance is, like, fat, and, like, it just totally makes sense. Like, the scriptures are true, dude. Like, here's a prime example of it in Daniel, chapter 1. We just read chapter 1, and it just, like, it totally says, like, the royal food makes people fat. It's, like, fast food, the royal food makes people fat. Yeah. I hate to say it. And, like, you and I, like, you're not... Well, I mean, I guess you do eat a little bit of fast food. Yeah, a little bit. You do your shakes. Yeah, I do my nutritional shakes. Yeah. 95% of the time. Yeah, so it's just like, see, and that's basically what these guys were doing. They were living off of vegetables or fruits and vegetables they were doing a vegetarian of water and vegetables that's what it says our diet was fruit i think you could throw into the vegetable realm you know what i mean it's like let's bring that fruit and vegetables and water i think that's a good diet you can still eat fruit if you're vegetarian yeah totally that's totally vegetarian you know vegan Fruits and vegetables, that's all vegan too. Um, just like maybe, you know, like the meats and stuff, you know. I was like, I don't think I was like, maybe it was some kind of meat, you know. I don't know that they were eating like unclean meat or something that was making people fat. Uh-huh. I don't really know. But maybe mm-hmm. meat does make people fat burgers and stuff, fatty burgers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Makes you fat. You're like trying to say here ultimately and here and that's you know I agree everything in moderation kind of yeah. type thing a moderative kind of approach is good uh, we're merely trying to bring out that there's like a, a decree here kind of though like so to speak in our society and culture of like fast food uh-huh. is like the easy way out just like the easy way out for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel was to you know eat the food that the king, you know, like, decreed, you know, just like, follow suit. 
position so to speak in their group you know along with all these people who are like skilled in astrology and the divination arts and stuff which is really what Babylon was all about they were a cult they were you know pagan you know they worship sun gods they worship Bel uh, Nebuchadnezzar worshiped Bel he even you know erected a huge statue to Bel you know, I guess you could say. And so, I mean, it's just like they're, or a cult, but the people from Israel defied him, and they were healthier, the healthiest and the most wisest and than any of the other people who ate of his stuff. And it's still like, that's the same thing with, like, fast food. That's, like, the effect that it has. It has, like, kind of, I feel like the people said that it makes them fat, you know what I mean? Or the system uh, said, or something said that it was, like, Fast food makes you fat, you know. Something along those lines, because of the preservatives or what I don't know, but it's just like that is like how I'm equating it with the royal food of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, my guess is that my grandma come with fast food, ha! But see, the fast food is the same thing to me as a royal food in that it gives people the same kind of unhealthy kind of potential appearance. You know, if they, if they live off of that like these people did. They it's, lived off the royal food and they it, got fat. It's kind of a pseudo royal food. It is. Yeah, that's And that's really, there you go. I think you just like finally like saw kind of like where I'm seeing it from. Yeah. It's like it's a pseudo kind of, it's a fake kind of royal food. It's just like, it's very appealing, you know, it's very yeah. easy, so to speak, but so I think that like, 
you want, might want to stay away from that stuff if possible. Uh-huh. Fast food. Um, Royal food. Yeah, I did not possible to stay away from that stuff altogether. I live on my own. I can't cook on my own. Yeah. I can't well, yeah, and your situation is like to just... To the store on my own. Yeah, and, yeah, and your situation is like, you know, that's fine. But I'm saying, you know, if you can. So I get the double cheeseburger down fine. Everything in moderation, right? Like we're talking about. Indeed. 